You're listening to Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of PureFandom.com. What's up, guys? You are listening to another episode of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. I'm Lindy, and my usual other half, Liz, is not able to make it today, so I have a very special guest to talk about the latest episode of The Walking Dead, my hubs, Brad. Hello. I'm glad to be a substitute starter tonight. Yeah, you have a lot to live up to. I keep hearing this. You're right. Yeah. So instead of Liz, we've got Brad here. And that was an incredible episode of The Walking Dead. We're going to be breaking down episode 13, I believe it is, Bury Me Here, which was probably, I think, the best episode so far of the season. I don't know an episode lately that I've liked better than that one. Did you feel the same way? It was It was very emotional. I think. And that was pretty cool about it, uh, just from the writing aspect, is you saw a lot of what they were thinking on the inside uh, really play out. The acting was really cool. I mean, that, it was very good, especially the, the, the three people we really centered on. Uh, it was good. And it, it was nice to get away from all the mainstream characters that we've seen the whole series so far, because these have been three characters everybody keeps wanting to see more of, because we've seen all kinds of Carol in previous seasons, but just not so much now because she's been hiding in the shack in the woods. Right. But it's cool because we actually got to see where she's been and, and how she's come to terms with where, she, where she's been and, and kind of now where she's going. So we're getting some some um, some good stuff moving with her. It's nice to see. I'm glad Carol's back. I missed her more than like anything. I was just waiting for her to make her comeback. Um while this episode was really badass for several reasons, I also think that it was very tragic the way things are now for Carol and Morgan both, and we can get more into that in a bit. But let's start with Richard, who got killed because of right. his dirty little trick that he tried to play. I definitely understand where he was coming from in a way. Sure. I mean, he felt like, desperate to convince Ezekiel and everyone else to fight against the saviors. And this was obviously what he thought his last ditch effort needed to be. And obviously it resulted in Benjamin getting killed, who was like Morgan's surrogate son. You know, Morgan went off the rails because initially because he lost his son. Right. And Benjamin was kind of a replacement for his son, Dwayne, I think his name was. Dwayne. Dwayne, yeah. Um, And he grew very close to Benjamin and then lost him. And I think think he, a lot had been building up knowing what the saviors had done. But then this was kind of the final, the final straw for him. But were you surprised to see Morgan do what he did. I will say when we were watching, we were expecting him when Richard was doing his whole monologue to Morgan. I thought Morgan was just going to shoot him all of a sudden. I thought he was going to kill him too. But maybe it speaks to the depth that Morgan's come from because he got it. In my opinion, he got it. Well, actually, I don't know. We'll see what his next steps are. What Morgan does after this, is he really trying to play the saviors and gaining their respect? Or did he really do that because he's trying to avoid conflict? And by taking out Richard, now... 
he's ensuring they're avoiding conflict. I, I don't know, but speaking of Richard, it, to me that spoke to a place where he's at because he, he was trying to kill himself, yes, to get the kingdom involved, but because, in my opinion, he lost hope. He's like, well, it's it's no longer... I'm not going to make it. It's the end. What's the point of even trying anymore? If I die, at least it's going to be for a good cause. Right. In his opinion, you know, because, I mean, seriously, if I was in that spot, I'd try and kill someone else and be like, oh, melons, let's go get them. You know what I mean? But instead, he opted to take himself out. He did. And I thought everything, I I don't know. So I I understand where he's coming from, but when... He admits what he did to Morgan. It all sounds like really sad. Mm-hmm. And I understand until the point where he goes a little bit. It's almost like he goes a little bit crazy and he's like, but Benjamin had to die for the greater cause. You know, he gets a little bit weird. And I think that's when Morgan's like, no, you've got to go. Because right. if this guy did this once and he betrayed these people, Morgan, Ezekiel, all these people, they're supposed to really trust each other, and he betrayed them. I mean, he had his reasons, but he still put them in danger because he didn't trust them enough to talk to them, I guess. Right. And look what happened. So, I mean, I understand what Morgan did. That was brutal. Right. Brutal to watch him just snap and um, and strangle Richard to death. But were you a little bit surprised, too, that Ezekiel or nobody stepped in no to stop Morgan? It. They were just like, why, Melons? I mean, <laughs> it was kind of surprising. Yes, yeah, they you didn't would do think, anything. You would think they didn't know what Richard did. They had no clue. And, and they just let it happen. They let it happen. It was, it was strange. That was really weird. I kept having flashbacks, though, during that whole scene Morgan was strangling him out about uh, Agent Coulson in The Avengers. Because that was kind of the exact same thing. He needed, because he even said, someone needed to die to rally behind. And then, like, I guess it's going to be me. And that's when Coulson, after he shot Loki, do you remember that whole scene? Uh, yes. Yes, that's kind of the same principle here, except the Avengers all rally behind it. We'll see, I guess, if this whole plan plays out, if that was the goal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very... I don't know. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. That, Like I said, that was pretty much my favorite episode um, in a long time. Not that all of the episodes have been bad, but if you listen to some of our previous podcasts, we definitely talk about talk about some frustrations that some fans are having. But I did take the chance to look around online and see what people were saying about this most recent episode, and it was all good. Good. Nobody had anything bad to say. But I think it's because Carol. Carol's back. Because Carol's back. Um, I'm not. I'm glad that Morgan told her. I think it needed to happen. And I think that Morgan telling her was just his way of being like. I think he just cleaned his conscience. You think so? Yeah, really. He's just like, look, it's done. <laughs> I just killed somebody. I swore I wasn't going to do it again. It's a whole new world. A he, whole new world. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, Morgan, I loved the scene of Morgan sharpening his his staff. You know, that's kind of a... It's a poking stick. It's a poking stick now. (laughs) But it was just kind of a defensive weapon. And now him sharpening it as an attack weapon, I think, is really... A poking stick. You need symbolic. To, you need to trademark that now. A poking stick. Morgan's poking stick. <laughs> I'm not sure it's as funny as you think it is. Oh, it's hilarious. Um. Yeah. So I, I think Carol's gonna 
go it alone over to Alexandria with um, Ezekiel. And I think Morgan is going to roll solo until he pops up at the last minute to, like, save the day. I have always loved Morgan. I know a lot of people have been really annoyed with him um, in his peaceful, pacifist ways. But I always thought that that was a great balance to Rick and the rest of the group. Um, And while it was badass to see Morgan kind of in fight mode again, it's also really, really sad. Yeah. I think it's really, really sad. And for Carol as well. I mean, she was kind of at peace. Um, You know, even Daryl recognized that, and that's why he didn't tell her. Right. And now she's thrust back into this violent world that she didn't want to be a part of. But But she's really good at it. But she, yeah. I mean, (laughs) let's, I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm happy that she's back into badass Carol mode. Um, But it's sad for those characters. And I mean, I think it really represents a lot. Um, I was going to ask you one thing. We kind of talk about this every week because we're still curious what's going to happen with the Oceanside community. Yeah, where are they at? The one that Tara found. Right. So the pre- She told Rick. Yeah. The we pre- think. Right. She did. The last, the previous episode. Right. Um, it sounded like she was telling she Rick was at the very end. We thought, yeah. Right. May so have. I, what do you think is going to happen from that? Do you think I mean, for me, I would assume that Rick and Tara and maybe just a couple people would go. They're not going to bring at, like too many people where it looks like they're about to attack attack right. them. Um, but do you think these people are going to be willing to help? I would think once they explain their plan and how many people they have involved and what's coming, especially when Tara explains what happened um, to them, to all the people at Oceanside, how Negan killed all the men and all that stuff. I think they'd be ready to rally behind that again if they think they can get a piece of Negan and actually win this time. And I can even see a deal being in place where Oceanside says, yeah, we're going to help, but we want to kill him or something like that. Like they want to – they're going to want to be more involved, if, especially because they're going to need their weapons. Yeah, so I thought it was pretty stupid how the – I always forget her name. Is her name Janice or something? The, Janice. The, the junk – the junkyard yeah. president, I, whatever the hell she yeah. is. Okay, I don't like her. She annoys me. I, like I don't her. I don't like that entire community. They're weird. They're weird and I yeah. don't like it. And now they need more guns, which I would be super pissed if I slayed a bunch of walkers at the carnival. And got a bunch of guns. And they were like, Yeah, no, not enough. It's like, why didn't you lay these terms out up front? Like right. how many do you want? How many are you gonna need? Let's a be lot. up front. Yeah, well, they weren't very clear. So anyway, I think Oceanside's 100% where they're going to get the rest of the guns. There's not really any other Right. Oceanside's got to be involved. They have to. And, you know, I understand Tara's... I don't know what I would have done if I was Tara. Kept it a secret? Right. Um, well, or not? Logically, I think if they go there without force, that the people at Oceanside just won't let them leave. Because that was the deal they made Tara. We can't let you leave because we're all at risk. Except they Tara fought away. Because that one girl tried to help her. They got killed, right? Well, they let her go. But they let her go to kill her. But, well, the two were going to kill her, yeah. But yeah. I don't think the leader was ordering that. I think those two... That was Elvira. Do you know that? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Elvira That's was Elvira. the leader of Oceanside. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, very interesting. I'll tell you what I'm not looking forward to. In episode following Sasha and Rosita being idiots next yeah, that's episode. Yeah, going to be silly. 
I, you know, I can't get into Rosita's character, and I know that sounds horrible, but I, it doesn't have anything to do with the actress. I mean, she does a great job, but I can't connect with her character, and so I'm just annoyed constantly by the decisions that she's making. And now she's pulling Sasha, who I really like, into it. I'm not happy about that. Um, Some of the people on Facebook had commented on our previous podcast saying that they think Rosita is tricking Sasha because Rosita doesn't even like Sasha. And now she's she's dragging her into this. Do you think Rosita could be setting her up to take the fall? Yeah, it could be. Well, we saw the previews. They had the sniper rifle on people at their camp at Savior's Place, right? You saw that flash where they had the sniper and it was the scope was on people. So they get there. So if they take a shot, will she get away and kind of do the whole thing that Shane did to that one big fat guy when he shot him in the leg? His name was Otis. Otis shot Otis and when he ran away. Why do I know that? I know. Um, I wondered the same. Wow. Good job. Walking Dead trivia. <laughs> yeah. Walking Dead trivia, Otis. y'all. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wish I could be excited for that storyline because I, I do really like Sasha, but I feel like we have a lot going on right now. Um, you know, we have to think about all of the group's Coming together, we have the kingdom, and we have the hilltop. The trash people. The trash people, Oceanside, and Rick and the Alexandrians. And I don't know that I'm really all cracked up on. It's a lot of stories. Yeah, a lot on of people follow, to keep place. I know, and I think I was starting to really enjoy the series more this season once everything started coming together and everyone started coming together. So I don't really look forward to a disjointed storyline again. But well, they we'll got to diversify. I mean, that's how they keep this fresh. I mean, they got to have the core group that we all like because the only reason you're going to care about someone else is because people of our core group is there, right? Right. That's how you're going to start liking the other people because they're interacting with our core group. And so then you're going to start liking the other people in those groups. I mean, that's... They got to do that to keep this stuff fresh. Okay, I just don't want to watch Rosita. Yeah, that's fair. She's making me angry. Something I thought just sitting here. We got two, two levels of deceit going on right now against the Saviors where with Morgan... It, did he start war or is he preventing war? So I, I'm leaning on the side that he might be listening to what uh, uh, Richard was saying. Oh, and, yeah. And so that way they're going to trust him. Well, the exact same thing is going on with what's his name at the Saviors now? Eugene. Eugene. So is he really— And Dwight, maybe. And Dwight. Are they really playing the Saviors? That's three. That's a three-prong attack right now of undermining the Saviors. Yeah. So I think, you know, we talked in depth— the Eugene and Dwight episode about what we think there. Um, I a hundred percent think Morgan is, is doing what Richard was planning on doing because it was, it was very, I don't even know the right word for it. Um, Richard didn't even really fight that hard. Well, you know, that whole speech that Richard gave Morgan was someone had to die. And then we are going to pretend that we're on their side. Yep. Um, And that's exactly what Morgan did. Exactly what he did. Exactly what Morgan did. And that's what he's doing. Uh, I think that was very clear because Morgan wasn't even acting like himself really when he was like, oh, we're so sorry. Take this as a sign that, you know, I don't know. We're working for you. No, Morgan is. He's a pacifist now. He's exactly. But he's not. We have to find another way. He said that but multiple times. But not anymore. Times. He lost his mind already. Ah, yeah. No. That's what I'm hoping for. No, he's just playing the saviors. Yeah. And uh, until they can uh, come up with a better plan. So I think 
I think that covers everything because it was just really a Carol and Morgan episode. Carol and Morgan, yeah. Which I loved because they're two of my absolute favorite characters. Um, I can't wait to see King Ezekiel and Shiva yeah. like eat a bunch of saviors. They're going to do something. It's going to be awesome. When they get involved, yeah. They're going to do something. But I don't know. That CGI budget. Yeah. Well, it's I be heard expensive. at the beginning of the season there were only so many episodes anyways with that line. I the don't tiger? Know, the tiger, yeah. I don't know how many there were, but there was a X there was a finite number that they had budgeted for this season <laughs> that it was in. Yeah. So we've already had like four, I think. So <laughs> four appearances. <laughs> there's there's only so many it's got left. I mean I love The Walking Dead, but that tiger looks so fake. Yeah. I think it looks super fake. So I'm wondering a fight scene might look kind of super cheesy. You're yeah. just gonna see people running with their hands in but the air. But what if Carol is right? Someone going rawr. What if Carol's riding it? <laughs> Uh, what if Carol is on the tiger? Then we'll have our Khaleesi dreams where she's riding a tiger a instead of a dragon. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God, guys. It's going to happen. Carol's going to ride the tiger. Anyway, okay, I think we have uh, chatted enough about that episode. But I can't wait until next week, even though I'm not super looking forward to the storyline. I'm keeping an open mind because I like where the last few episodes have been going. So, Before we let you go, we are going to be, Liz and I, not Brad, sorry Brad. I know. Are going to be Wizard World Cleveland this weekend. If anybody is in the Cleveland area, there are still tickets available. There are a ton of amazing guests going to be there. Gene Simmons, which is really random, but I'm down for it. Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven in Stranger Things. Jennifer Carpenter. Um, She was in Dexter, Deb from Dexter. There's a ton of people there. Anthony Mackie is added now. Um, It's going to be a great, great show. The following weekend, we will be at Chicago Heroes and Villains Fan Fest. It's going to be insane. If you are anywhere in the Midwest, get your asses to Chicago that weekend. Um, The entire cast of The Walking Dead is going to be there. Yes, including Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, I I might throw up on him if I meet him. No guarantees. The cast of Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, Gotham. There's some Sons of Anarchy um, actors there. There are Guardians of the... There's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy panel. There are... Oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The list goes on and on and on. Check it out. It's going to be incredible. And make sure that you guys check out the rest of our awesome podcasts. We have a Supergirl podcast. We have Brad and Court Talk, where they break down all kinds of different sci-fi shows. We also have Liz and her brother weekly talk about Star Wars. It's Star Wars Theory Series. They have some legit, legit theories. They get really, really deep. I don't even know how they know all this stuff, but they're into like Clone Wars, Rebels, stuff, Hmm. all the stuff that I'm not, I don't know what the hell they're talking about, but if you love Star Wars, you should definitely follow that and make sure you check us out at Pure Fandom on Facebook, Pure underscore Fandom on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and we will be back next week, same time, same place with another episode of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. Until then, capes out. Visit purefandom.com for more kick-ass news on your favorite shows, fandoms, movies, and more.